You're listening to the Detroit Worldwide Podcast, where we highlight the stories of Native Detroiters that are doing great things in their community and using their impact across the globe. I'm Marquise Taylor. Welcome to the Deep. What up, though? Welcome to another installment of the Detroit Worldwide Podcast. I am Marquise Taylor, and on this week's edition of the podcast, we had the opportunity to sit down with someone that is making their mark in the world of Christian fiction. Joining us on the podcast this week is Kiana Daniels. And in this particular conversation, we discuss all of the amazing work that Kiana is doing. She is a content creator. She is a lifestyle coach. She is an author and is someone I've had the pleasure of knowing for many years. She just released a book that is setting the industry on fire. And the name of that book is titled Tamia and Mo, Love, Lies, and the Church. It is a continuation of some of her bestsellers. We discuss the inspiration behind that book. We discuss the inspiration behind her wellness journey and just all of the work that she is doing. This was a phenomenal conversation. Now, all of that being said, you have heard enough from me. So why don't we dive into the discussion that I had with the one and only Kiana Daniels. All right. This is Detroit Worldwide. And our guest today is someone that I have had the pleasure of knowing for many years I consider them to be a good friend. Who we have on the podcast today is an author, a lifestyle coach, and just an overall dope person. Joining us on the podcast this week is Kiana Daniels. And Kiana is going to be talking about just everything that she is doing. She released a book that is available for purchase. We'll be talking about that. And we're just going to keep it live, keep it loose, and as always, keep it Detroit. So, Kiana, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. What up, though? What up, though? Thanks for having me. I am so excited to be here. And yes, we have been friends for a while. Grad school grind, work grind. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. As I mentioned, Kiana has a book out. And the name of that book is called Samia and Mo, Love, Lies, and the church and it's a yes. follow-up to some of her bestsellers we'll be talking about those and we're just gonna be talking about just everything that she is doing so kiana i've known you for a very long time but i want to connect you to our listening audience and i was wondering if you can begin by telling them more about yourself and just all of the amazing work that you're doing Yes, for sure. So, Kiana Daniels, I'm an author. I write urban fiction and I write self-help. 
And I call myself the move on coach because the platform that I am building and the basis of my work is helping fed up women move on from toxic relationships and dating partners. So I have a whole brand around this in which I create videos and content, memes, different things of that nature. Just channeling those women, targeting those women. I've been in toxic relationships myself and my goal is to get women to kind of think about who they are, what they want, and if it's not what they want, moving on from that. So that's what my whole platform is about, the self-help books and the fiction books. Everything goes along with the same theme. And then also I have started a wellness journey a couple of years ago and I've lost over a hundred pounds. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok also just encouraging people, sharing my journey, sharing my story. And it's been just a fun ride meeting and connecting with people from around the world and being able to share what I did to have success in my weight loss. So that's me. I love all the good things I get to do and how I get to share my passion with many people around the world. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited to dive into everything that you are doing and just learning more about you. I want to circle back to where it all began, and that is the city of Detroit. Mm -hmm. So maybe talk to us about what your experience was like growing up in the D. Yeah, you know, I love Detroit through and through. I'm a Detroit girl through and through. Both of my parents are from Detroit. My grandparents came here. My mom's parents came from Alabama, my dad's parents from North Carolina, and Detroit is just home. You know, I have so many fond memories of growing up in the city, Seven Mile in Anglin, which is off Seven Mile and Conant area. And it was just, when I think of Detroit, I just think of family because we were all, everybody like lived real close to each other. Like my grandparents, they lived off Seven Mile and Conant. Then when my mom got her own place, we lived like a couple of blocks down off Joseph Campo in between Nevada and seven miles so it was like everybody was close my aunts and uncles everybody lived in the same radius and then my dad sat at them too so growing up in Detroit was fun like our family we come from a very musical family very creative and so you know Motown is Motown so we have music in our family too so just having that basis and just that foundation like nobody like Detroiters are a different breed of people and we put our heart and soul into everything that we do and that has been ingrained just in my life as a human. And I just love Detroit. I try to get down to the city often just to drive around, check out what's new, check out what's going on. And although I don't live in the city anymore, my heart is still there. And anytime I get to go home and check it out, I just think of all the great times that I have. So I absolutely love growing up when traded for the world. So with you being an author, I'm curious to know, when did you first become introduced to writing and what inspired you to tap into that creative side? Yeah, you know what? I became, I started writing when I was like nine or 10 and that was music actually. So I have a family full of musicians. People play different instruments, singers and things like that. My dad is a drummer, so I always had music around me. And from there, you know, I sang in choirs and stuff and I ended up getting in like creative writing classes. And I'm like, oh, I can write stories too. 
So I started writing stories in elementary school, all through high school. And I always wanted to be an author, but I'm like, how do you become an author? Like back in the day, it was like, you needed to have an agent and you needed to shop your work. And you know, people weren't really self-publishing like they are now. And I remember when I was an undergrad at U of M, I remember telling my friends, like, I want to be an author. I just don't know how to do it. But now the game has been changed with Amazon and there are so many different avenues in which you can publish your work. So I knew from a very young age that writing was my thing. I felt like I could better express myself with words. And so writing was just something that I always did. And I absolutely love to do it. Now, I'm also curious to know about some of your favorite authors. So who were some of your favorite authors coming up and what drew you to their work? Yeah, you know what? It's so funny you ask that because uh, Sister Soldier just released a follow-up to The Coldest Winter Ever. And I yeah. remember <laughs> growing up reading that book like in one day, like on a Saturday, just reading it all day, all night. So she was a favorite. Eric Jerome Dickey was a favorite. Like I was reading that stuff, which is so crazy now that I'm grown a child. I'm like... How was, like, how where was my parents? Like, how was I getting away with reading some of this content? And so as I got older and got, like, more into church, I started reading urban Christian fiction. And so Olivia Shaw Real is one of my favorites, the Nora Boone Jefferson. So I just love urban fiction. Yeah, you brought up a lot of good people because the same authors that you were reading growing up, and I don't read as much urban fiction as I used to, but... Eric Jerome Dickey, Sister Soldier, Michael Bazin. I'm just trying to think of the people that I was reading growing up back then. But it was something about their work that drew me to it. And the coldest winter ever. I do remember that book like being very impactful and just being so engulfed in that story. Like shout out to Sister Soldier. I know it took her a minute to follow up with the with the <laughs> sequel, but I'm interested in reading it. I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, because I remember reading that book back in like 2001. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took a minute. And as an author, like I was just having a chat with another author about doing series. And it's it's nice to do series, but also like your readers, they want it. Like they want to read the part like fast. So my book series, I have three books in the series. And, it, and for me, it took me a while. I released one in 2017, one in 2019. And I got the, the last part of the Smear Mall part three the last part just came out in february and so you know sometimes you lose readers but you know when you're a soldier and everybody knows your work people are invested but it's been a little bit of mixed reviews for the storyline okay well maybe i have to check it out now speaking of your work is actually a perfect segue into my next question and saying that you are the author of multiple books including the one that you just mentioned the recently released novel, Tamia and Mo, Love, Lies, and the Church, which is a follow-up to your bestseller. So could you tell us more about this work and what inspired you to continue this series? Yeah, so the Tamia and Mo, Love, Lies, and the Church series, it's pretty much the fiction version of the self-help book. And so I wrote the self-help book. I'm like, I got to put this in story form. Because some people don't like reading. They would rather read fiction. And I wanted to teach through fiction. And so in the book, you see a young lady, Tamia, who meets a guy named Mo, and they're in a very toxic relationship. 
and I was able to draw on personal experiences that I've went through and things that I've seen other people go through for inspiration for the book. And so I wanted to make it a series because each part just builds upon each other. There's a lot of drama, lots of twisted turns, but at the root of it, this young lady is just kind of struggling trying to make sense of what she's experiencing. She knows that the toxic relationship is not all that great, but she's really trying to get this guy to change and turn over a new leaf. And so I wanted to make sure that readers could walk away being able to think about themselves. And I called it Love Lies in the Church because it's about the love story, about the lies that Mo is telling to her, but the church, and I wanted to examine like the church's role in like romantic relationships, dating, marriage. And I feel like the church has an active role in that. And sometimes I don't agree with the church's stance on certain things and how they approach certain topics as it relates to dating, marriage, sex, and stuff like that. And so I wanted to put those elements in. Hmm. That's really interesting. And just reading the Amazon reviews for not only this recently released work, but just all of your work, it seems like people are gravitating toward the story and really just enjoying the content that you're putting out. And which is also another segue to a question that I have. So as a black woman writer and content creator, how have you been able to find your space in a market that is constantly evolving? It's so hard, you know, there's so much going on on social media. Like we got Instagram, you know, TikTok, it moves like super fast. It's, it's not like Facebook where you are friends with people you 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 know. You went to college with these people, you grew up with it. These people, they're your family and friends. On Instagram, you will be friends with people that you don't know. But on TikTok, you don't know none of these people. Maybe like a handful <laughs> of these people you know. And the, the content moves fast. So it's always changing and as an author and content creator, it's really hard because I see a lot of things saying, well, you need to do this. You got to post this many times a day. You got to do this. You got to do that. And sometimes I get a little overwhelmed. But what has been working for me is just being able to show up, doing what I feel like people want to see. And it's been really good for me. On my Instagram page, on my author side, I make videos twice a week just talking about dating, you know, practical dating advice for women. And then I go live every Saturday and I'm talking about hot topics. So what I see folks, celebrities and people in the news are going through as it relates to dating. So, for example, like when the young lady got that gorilla glue stuck in her hair, I asked my guest that week, like, as a woman, like, do you feel like we go to great lengths to make sure that we are looking a certain way? Like, do you feel pressure to look a certain way due to dating? So it's really hard navigating all the nuances of creating content, but I try to have fun with it. Now, you mentioned something earlier in the response about authenticity, how you try to bring your authentic self. So in 2018, you embarked on a wellness journey with a quest to lose 100 pounds. So my first question to you is, what inspired you to embark on this journey? And also, what is one piece of advice that you would give to others that also want to make their physical wellness and well-being a priority? Yeah, I had been trying to lose weight like my whole life. And prior to 2018, I had lost like 50 pounds. And then when I got a new job, my life changed drastically and I gained 
majority of the way back. So in October 2018, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this weight loss journey and I'm never going to quit. And that was like a bold statement for me to make at that time because I had quit like all my prior weight loss journeys before and I gained the weight back. And so I was like, no matter what happens, I'm not giving up this time. I don't care. And that has really been my saving grace, just being like super consistent. And what really inspired it is I just got tired of being in my skin. I was tired all the time. I was sleepy, couldn't keep up with my child. And I wanted to just live a life that was full, which meant that I wasn't lagging behind physically because having extra weight and, you know, no shade to people because I'm with the body positivity movement. For me, having the extra weight was kind of pulling me down. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not that old, but I feel like an old. And so that is what really inspired me to start. And one piece of advice I would give is to, for folks who want to lose weight, is to start and don't stop. And no matter how your journey goes, because your journey is going to change, you might gain some weight or you might hit a plateau. I'm in a plateau. I've been in a plateau almost a year. And I just keep gaining and losing the same few pounds, but I keep trying. I'll try new things. I'll switch it up and have fun with your journey. You know, I do a lot of fun things. So I like to do Zumba, kickboxing, things that feel good. And so I absolutely love it. I feel great in my skin and definitely don't want to go back. It's been a hell of a ride, like, <laughs> honestly. And it's been so fun because, like we were talking about earlier, like, it's my weight loss journey, but I'm able to just show up authentically. So on my Instagram page, KYD underscore WLJ, like, I eat the things that I love. Like, I'm eating good food that tastes good, that seasons good. And I just try to have fun with my journey. And I think that like that sets me apart because a lot of people think that losing weight is something miserable. Like you can't have fun with it. But I, I seek to show that like, yeah, you can have fun with it. You can eat all your favorites. You can, you know, do your favorite workouts and make the journey work for you. It doesn't have to look exactly like somebody else. I'm loving it. It's been a game changer. For sure, for sure. Now we are going to switch gears and head into my favorite segment of the podcast, which is about music. You mentioned that you come from a musical family, so I'm very excited to present you with this next question. So everybody who comes on Detroit Worldwide, I ask them this following question. If they had to identify a song in their opinion that best represents Detroit, what would that song be? So Kiana Daniels, I pose that question to you. I cannot wait to hear your response. Okay. <laughs> When I was thinking about this, I'm like, yes, I, I hope my response is not like surprising or shocking. But the song that makes me think the most about Detroit is the Godzilla mix. Anytime I hear that, I think of home. And I know people are like, well, what about like Motown classic? No. The Godzilla mix is that for me. And so it was exciting for me when I listened to Detroit 2 by Big Sean to hear that he used that as a sample in one of his songs because I'm like yes this is for me it's like quintessential Detroit like anytime I hear it I'm just like yes home I think about you know learning how to jit or the lack thereof because I can't jit for real y'all but trying to learn how to jit with my friends when I was a kid and like that that song really really makes me feel home I just love all of the Detroit mixes on Friday nights just hearing them like if I'm getting off work or going somewhere and they're playing them back to back it just reminds me of childhood and all the wonderful memories. So Godzilla for sure is like my favorite. 
that particular song has been used very frequently <laughs> on this podcast. So no surprise there. Everybody has a different memory associated with that song, but still a good choice nonetheless. Speaking of which, what is on the horizon for you? I know that you have your book that came out in February. The reviews are fantastic. But what's next and how can we as a community best support the work that you are doing? Thank you so much. I really am excited about that book doing so well and being able to put that out. It wrapped up the story. The story is over and I'm so happy to actually be moving on from that story into other work. So right now I'm working on another novel and the work definitely doesn't stop because I try to write every day just so that I'm keeping myself fresh and keeping the ideas flowing. So I'm working on another novel. In the later part of the year, I'll be offering some coaching and some workshops for women. And it's so crazy because I always have people inboxing me either on my author page or on my weight loss page asking me questions. And I was like, well, maybe I should just like do this so that I can have coaching available for those who actually want to invest the time outside of like a quick DM. So I'll be having that coming up on the horizon, more books coming out and I go live on my Instagram page or my author page and sometimes on my weight loss page also. So if you guys follow me at author Kiana Daniels on Facebook and on Instagram and KYD underscore WLJ on Instagram, that's where I put all my content. I make really great videos every week to talk about love and relationships and dating. And I also post my workouts and what I eat and fitness related videos on my Instagram page also. I'm also on TikTok as well. So www.kiana.com for more information. I have my books there as well. So yeah, that's how to best support me. I'm always interacting with those who read my books. So you must be reading the questions in advance because I usually ask people where they can find them on the social media space, but you already given that information out. So make sure you check out the homie Kiana. Everything that she mentioned, uh, official website is a kianadaniels.com. Yep, kianadaniels.com. For sure, for sure. All right, my final question is, and that question is simple. What does Detroit mean to you? Home. That's like the... Anytime I think about Detroit, I think of home, like, and all the good feelings that surround, like, being home, family, friends, love. And sometimes when I look at and think about Detroit, I think about just the grit. Like, Detroiters have a, a certain grit that other people don't have. Like, Detroiters don't stop. We work hard. We love our city. And I just absolutely am proud to be from Detroit, proud to represent Detroit and everything that I do. And I just will always love the city. And it just means home for me. Anytime when I'm like, I'm going home, everybody knows I'm talking about to the city. And so, yes, Detroit absolutely means home. For sure, for sure. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Well, Kiana, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Love the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I am so excited that you're doing this podcast. I think it's so great to highlight all the amazing people that are from the city and just to highlight the city itself, because sometimes people think bad things about Detroit. And it's like, no, Detroit is where, to me, the heart could be the heart of 
the U.S. Look how we push even the politics over the election over this year. So Detroit is amazing. And I just really thank you for all the great you're doing and big ups to you. All right, for sure. I appreciate that. So on behalf of the homie Kiana Daniels, I am Marquise Taylor. This is Detroit Worldwide, and we will both holler at y'all on the other side. Peace. Bye. Loving what you're hearing? Then feel free to leave us feedback. Feedback can be posted online when listening to Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, feel free to leave a review as well. You can also find us on the gram at Detroit Worldwide Podcast and on Twitter at Detroit World Pod. This platform would not exist without your support. I thank you.